0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Student of the Gun University, a place for education and enlightenment. We help you gain a new perspective and understanding of firearms training. Your teacher today will be Professor Paul Markle, a veteran small arms and tactics instructor with 30 years of knowledge and experience. Grab your number two pencil, turn to page one and let the learning begin. All right ladies and gentlemen welcome to get another episode of Student of the Gun University podcast or SOTGU. That's right, SOTGU. We should get we should get college type sweater, sweatshirts and hats and stuff. What do you think? Would you guys wear college type sweatshirts or university type sweatshirts or t-shirts or hats or something like that? Uh, I don't know. It's a thought. It's a thought. What are we going to talk about today? Thank you very much for asking. Uh, And thank you for being here and there and for sharing this and all the stuff that you're doing. Thank you for going to SOTGU.com and checking out everything it is we have to offer. SOTGU.com. That's where you can go to learn about what we have in the uh, arena of training and classes and so forth, how you can get signed up. It's a good thing. It's a good thing. All right. The road to mastery begins here. And if you want to get on to the road to mastery, sometimes you got to get out of your own way. Let's talk about that. The struggle for mediocrity. Why do people struggle so hard in order to maintain their mediocre position? Why do they struggle so hard to be mediocre, to be average? What do you mean, Paul? I'll tell you what I mean. Thank you very much for asking. Recently, I made a public declaration. This was a public declaration to everyone. I said, the press check, (laughs) the definition of a press check is a nervous tick developed through poor training and watching too many online videos. I knew what I was doing when I posted that. I'm not a fool. Huh. I know the game, I know the world in which I live. I know exactly what I'm saying. People say every, they're like, some people say you shouldn't say that. or maybe you shouldn't say that. And what they fail to realize is there's nothing that I should not say. There's only the things that I choose deliberately and purposefully not to say. Now, when I said that the press check is a nervous tick developed through poor training and watching too many online videos, there were people out in the world, casual observers, the mediocre, who saw that and took offense. Wanted to tell me uh, that I was wrong or I didn't know what I was talking about or whatever. And uh, imagine this, if you will. Imagine this, if you will. Imagine that you were growing up. And you received a football for a Christmas gift. You got a football, little footballs, laces out. And so you and your brother or you and your friends or whatever, and the snow thaws and it's spring, you go out and you toss the ball to each other in your backyard. And, and maybe you play, you play uh, street football or backyard football or, you know, you go to the, do kids even do that anymore? I don't know how to play football. Is there an app for that? Is there a football app? No, there's no football app. It's, it's an object that you throw at each other. So let's say you did that, and you liked it, and you're like, man, I can't wait to get, you know, you're 12, 13 years old, and you're like, oh, man, I can't wait to get to high school, because in high school, they have an actual real football team, right? So you get to high school, And uh, you sign up for the team, and and you go out on the first day of summer practice, and it's hot, and everybody's sweating and all that, and you meet your coaches. You know, you meet your your grizzled veteran coach, the varsity coach, you know, and he's not going to be your coach because you're a freshman, but, uh, and uh, they start telling you what you're going to do, and they start telling you how to run drills, and they start telling you, you know, the, how to throw the ball, how to catch the ball, how to tackle, how to block, how to like, and you being all of 14 years old with your backyard football experience, you raise your hand and you tell the coach who's been teaching people how to play football for 37 years, and you say, I don't want to do it like that, that's not how I do it at home. Uh what? What now? I'm sorry, Jimmy. I must I had some stupid in my ear. Let me see if I can get it out. Would you do that? You're like, "Well, no." Paul, I wouldn't do that. Well, why do you why do you do it in the firearms world? What do you mean? Well, you you bought a gun and you like guns and guns are fun. Yeah. And so eventually you accidentally go to a class and uh, you tell the instructor at the class you go to. Yeah, I I see what you're doing there, but I don't like that. That's not that's not the way I do it. That's not the way I've been doing it. So I don't want to do that. And I'm not going to do that. What? You're like, that's ridiculous that when you say it out loud, it sounds stupid. Yep, when I say it out loud, it sounds stupid, but that's exactly what people do. That's exactly what people do. Now, let's go back to the football analogy. Let's say you played high school football, and uh, you know you, you did well, or you did well enough to go to college, and and you get recruited, and you go to a, a place where you are under the tutelage of a professional football coach, a guy like... Tom Landry or a Vince Lombardi or and if I know young people are like a who a what a, a Tom Landry a Vince Lombardi who are those people uh, John Madden John Gruden Tony Dungy you end up under a tutelage of someone like that and then you say to that guy yeah but I've been playing football for a while and my high school coach said to do it like this you say to Tom Landry, who you can't say it to him anymore. He's gone. Um, you'd say to John Gruden or Tony Dungy or, or you're like, uh, yeah, uh, my high school coach said that we should always do it like this. And that's the way I've been doing it. And you're telling me to do it a different way. So I'm not going to do it that way. Really? Would you do that? Would you do that? Would you go to someone who has, has dedicated their lives to teaching, to coaching, and say, yeah, I understand that you've devoted 30 years to doing this, uh, but that's not how I want to do it. That's not how somebody else showed me how to do it, so I'm not going to do it that way. That's how you remain average. That's how you remain mediocre. You see, every once in a while, we have to take our preconceived notions and our old habits, and we have to examine them and maybe put them away and learn something new. You see, what you need to do, ladies and gentlemen, is you need to first ask yourself, you need to be intellectually honest enough and have enough experience and training to be intellectually honest enough to say, what is important or what is the goal? This is a big question we have to ask ourselves. What is the goal? What is actually important? And with that answer in mind, we then take steps towards achieving the goal. And often in order to achieve the goal, what is most important, we need to clear away all of the unimportant stuff that gets in our way when it comes to achieving that goal. Now for firearms, when it comes to the use of firearms, handguns, rifles, shotguns, whatever, if I were to say to you, what is more important hitting the target, or looking good while you're, while you're holding the gun. You'd say, well, duh, Paul, of course hitting the target is more important than looking cool while you're holding the gun. Okay, now that we've said it out loud, it sounds obvious, then why do people spend so much time focusing on how they look while they're holding the gun versus hitting the target? Well, they put this because they put the target five feet away, and you can't possibly miss it. So we're going to look cool. What's more, I, I had a uh, a situation several years ago where I was—I have, um, I guess, between large and extra large hands, depending on the 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 mechanics type gloves. But uh, I have good size hands, right? And they're not small. I'm not Andre the Giant, but they're not small. And when I grip. I found that when I grip the the uh, Beretta, the M9 Beretta, and I taught people how to shoot the M9 Beretta for a long, long time, and I carried one when I was in the Marine Corps. When I grip it with a good of a solid grip where I use both of my hands to cover up as much of the metal, I make as most uh, the, the highest amount of contact I was gonna say that I put the most meat on the machine as possible. That's one of the tricks we heard. You put the most meat onto the machine as you possibly can. So there's no holes in your grip. There's no, you know, there's no holes, your thumbs aren't tucked and so forth. So I have a really strong, solid grip on the gun. Now, if I said, does a solid grip help you with your first shot, second shot, third shot, fourth, fifth, sixth? Yes. The answer to you, you're like, yeah. Um, to get one shot on target and one shot only, you really don't have to have a very good grip. Your grip can be terrible because all you have to do is make the trigger activate and launch one bullet. And I could do that just with my thumb and my, my forefinger, my ring finger, not my ring finger, my um, uh, index finger. I, you can do that. Now, if you do it that way, the gun's going to jump all over the place. And so in order to fire one, two, three, four shots, what do we do? We try and get the best grip on the gun and as much control on it as possible. Now, stick with me here. In or, and I was doing that, and I was succeeding. and But I found that the way I was holding the gun, the, the Beretta M9 has the slide lock that kind of sticks out, right? It kind of sticks out a little bit from the gun and my thumbs would make contact with that, especially when I was wearing gloves. So I would fire one, two, three, four, five, 15, 16 shots, uh, with the Beretta, the slide would go forward and it would be, would be empty. Slide would not lock back on an empty magazine. Well, I mean, it's in my mind, I was like, well, I just, I just launched at least 15 bullets, maybe 16 if I had it topped off. So, uh, the slide not locking back really isn't that big of a deal, right? Now, I had someone offer to me someone who actually had an instructor hat. They, you know, they had a hat that says I are an instructor on it. And they said to me, Well, if you're shooting that pistol and the slide isn't locking back because of the way you're holding it, you need to adjust your grip so that the slide locks back on an empty magazine. Now, that sounds like good advice until you apply it to the what is most important. What is the goal? Is the goal to, of, of shooting? What is the goal of shooting a handgun? Is it to make the slide lock back on an empty magazine? Or is the goal to hit the target with your projectiles repeatedly, all the time, on demand? First shot, second shot, fifth shot, 10th shot, 15th shot what's the goal? You say, well, duh, obviously the goal is to hit the target. Okay, so if the goal is to hit the target repeatedly on demand every time, regardless if it's shot one, shot seven, shot 29, whatever, then where is the slide locking back on an empty magazine in relation to that goal? Is it above it or is it below it? you say, well, obviously it's below it. Okay. So if I adjust my grip, if I have a good solid grip and I'm hitting the target every single time on demand, but I decide to adjust my thumbs and grip and and so on and so forth so that the slide will lock back on an empty magazine, what am I doing? I'm compromising my grip in order to make the slide lock back on an empty mag. And when you're listening to this, it sounds stupid, right? When you're listening, you're like, duh, why would you ever do that? But there are people who view the slide not locking back on an empty magazine as a bad thing and something that shouldn't happen. So you need to make a change. You need to make an adjustment. Now, that doesn't happen with all the guns I shoot. It generally doesn't ever happen with a Glock, and it doesn't happen with most modern striker-fired guns. But a lot of the older, the 90s model guns, the 80s and 90s model guns, had these really large, long, overly large, I will say, uh, slide-lock levers. And with my hands, especially in gloves, it would make contact with that, and it wouldn't lock the slide. So what's more important? Performance or how you look? Aesthetics or function? You see, there are some people that would say, well, my slide's not locking back, so I can't do that super cool, gee whiz, super fast reload that everyone likes to see on Instagram, so I'm going to adjust my grip. What's important? What are the goals? How do we reach those goals? The struggle for mediocrity is is Real. If you want to get on the road to mastery, what you're going to need to do is have those hard questions with yourselves. What is important? What is the goal? And once you determine what the goal is, what it happens to be, then you need to make decisions. You're like, okay, anything that doesn't lead directly to that goal is in my way, no matter how cool it looks, no matter how many YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, whatever videos I've seen where people do that thing, if that thing is not part of achieving the goal, if it doesn't get us towards that goal in a more efficient manner, then that thing, whether Johnny freaking Instagram who has, you know, the Instagram models who has 10 million followers, he does that. Whoopity doo. What does that mean? Is the goal of shooting to get more Instagram followers? Some people, I guess, think it is. That's not my goal. Uh, My goal here is not to get more Instagram followers. My goal is to get onto and stay onto the road to mastery. So every once in a while, you have to have a conversation with yourself. You say, what is the actual goal? What's important and then once you decide that, you need to get rid of all the superfluous crap. You need to get all the other stuff. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for being here for episode six of Student of the Gun University podcast. A new show that is going to put you, if you can get out of your own way, if you can push aside preconceived notions and old bad habits, if you can do that, you can be on the road to mastery too. If you want to know more information, well, it's super easy. Go to Student of the Gun university sotgu.com it's the letters sotgu.com all right i am your host paul marco remember you're a beginner once you're a student for life Thanks for joining us today. We are big fans of the value for value model. Please go to SOTGU.com to contribute the amount that best fits the value that you got out of this lesson. It could be $5 or $5 million. By contributing, you will help the show grow and assist in the education of your peers. And remember, you are a beginner once, a student for life.